0: Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen mejia in Delaware, USA.
1: And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK.
0: This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers.
1: I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist.
0: I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist.
1: We are Two Hypnotherapists Talking.
0: So let's get on with the episode. Martin, how are Hi you today? I'm,
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are things over there?
0: They're very nice, bit hot, but um, it's it's the end of August, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, we're we're at the dregs end of summer over here with uh, a bank holiday weekend on its way, so that usually guarantees rain. <laughs> okay, You right. could use
0: it for looking at the reports on what's happening with the Thames.
1: No, yeah, well, we're, we're okay in the north, actually. We've not been too bad at all, weather-wise, uh, rain-wise. Yeah, our, our reservoirs are full. they are talking about pumping it all down south. We will need it. <laughs>
0: Good. Okay. Well, that, unfortunately, cannot be handled by hypnosis. There are some physical things that we don't have control over. But, no. <laughs> but let's let's have a chat about hypnosis.
1: Yeah, The, the myths. That's uh, what we should we really talk about today. Yeah. What, what are the most common myths that we hear that we can help dispel for some of our well,
0: listeners? You can get that. I mean, there's the really dramatic one. There's that picture that people have in their head. That's probably from Mesmer himself. You know, the Victorian cape and really pre-Victorian, wasn't it? Mm. Um, the, the cape around his shoulders and the swinging pocket watches and the very theatrical thing. I think a lot of people still see him just that way. And unfortunately, it's still portrayed that way often mm. in movies. Um, sort was it? Of, was it Mesmer? My mental pictures. Hmm? Was Sorry? it
1: Mesmer who started the thing with the pocket watch? I
0: don't know. I, it was metal, wasn't it? He used magnets. Mm, that was yeah. the first thing they thought magnets uh, would help. And of course, you know, down the road, we are you know, using magnets for things. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, of course, the, the time, expression they "animal it was,
1: magnetism," wasn't it? Animal Right. Magnetism. He realised he
0: didn't need the magnets himself. It was his authoritarian. Uh, approach to suggestion that was doing it but so he was actually a pretty good hypnotist it just it was still an evolving art to mm. what we know today and I I do think that there are a few people who do sort of magic hypnosis incorporate some hypnosis in their their mag, stage magic or stage hypnotists who still pro- prolong that vision of a mm. very theatrical person but it's beginning to go I think
1: yeah I hope um, so yeah, so 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 like, what are the myths that um, people think? Mind control—that's the first one they think, is not right. it? Right, yeah. right.
0: Mind control, or it's, or it's magic, or it's you know the dark arts, uh, which of course it is not.
1: No, <laughs> not no. at all dark. Mm, yeah, that that's it. Um, I mean, no specific ones mentioned, but some religions um, frown upon hypnosis because of its image of being a dark art or being something, <clears throat> you know. Out of this world, or not of this yeah, world.
0: Yeah, although I would, I would point out actually, it's not really religion; it's the sect, some individual sects mm. within religions. Um, the the Catholic Church accepted it back in the eighteen hundreds. Oh, really? And and that's about as conservative a group as you can usually find. So, mm. um I, I think that it's probably it's probably individuals who have founded their own particular small group that have that feeling about it. Mm. I mean, obviously there are are some people who, whose practice of hypnosis can be a little bit overbearing. I think it may have, there, there are some people who are particularly susceptible to being drawn into, I mean, really religion in itself is a, Uh, it incorporates hypnosis right when you're praying you're concentrating on something so yeah yeah
1: the the long-term effects of indoctrination
0: yeah exactly (laughs) but but that's it it's not it's not brainwashing but but yes there are some out there's some overlaps with a lot of these things but when Mm. when people looking at what it actually does it's not you can't walk into somebody's office and have them snap their fingers and have you go straight under you can if you've got a really good pre-talk but it's not the first moment you've sp- spoken no. to that client <laughs> no, and that's no they perpetuate that this is of course i've never met this person before in my life yes you have <laughs> <laughs> or they've been to somebody else and they're already you know you you said yourself you have a little story about um having seen somebody and they're mentioning something else to them you want to you want to tell our listeners about that You don't have to go into the whys, but just explain how how it worked. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: it was a few years ago now when I was um, entering my hypnosis journey, as it were. I went to see somebody and I I I had a session with them and then I told them about something else and they just said to me, well, you already know how to go back into trance, do that now. And I was straight, straight there and they did the work they needed to do. And it worked really well, I must say, but then I um, am, as with anything, if you're a willing participant, um, if you are, I, I don't like to, I mean, what, what's the word suggestible? It, even that in itself could have connotations. I, it, I think if you're a willing participant and if you have faith in the process, that's the thing. Mm,
0: see, I like I like the word suggest. I agree. It does sound pejorative to say that somebody's highly suggestible. Mm. But it just means that those people have really good imaginations <laughs> and are yeah, able to enter into yeah. the process. What I like about the word suggestion is that you can reject it. It's just a suggestion. I actually wanted that to be the name of my website, but I was persuaded by other people. It wasn't a good idea. I thought, just (laughs) a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's all it is. You are giving back to your client what they want already and what they've already told you they want already.
1: Yeah, and they're absorbing it in such a way from ourselves as a third party. Mm-hmm. they're absorbing it in such a way as to act upon it or to accept it to i don't know what what's how would you describe it
0: no does. it uh, becomes part of their just their automatic responses mm. to whatever the trigger is yeah um, what yeah. are there, what other things what other objections do you get from they're not really objections because obviously by the time somebody has made a phone call to you to set up an appointment and come mm. to the appointment whether it's on zoom or in person they're already part of the way into accepting the ideas but what kinds of things do they report being told by their friends and family when they say that they're going to a hypnotist
1: one question i've been asked um, a few times is um, to do with will they be in a trance state and reveal their innermost secrets and like this kind of thing um, um, you know obviously no you won't um no you won't reveal anything to me that you don't want to reveal again i think that's perpetuated by what people see on movies and that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. if if people could be readily hypnotized and spill out all their innermost secrets the police would have been doing it years ago surely
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, you know and and, and again if people could be hypnotized against their will and spill out their innermost secrets surely the police would use that as a method of questioning
0: you would think so now of course they do they have the, the what's now known as the cognitive interview which is mm. with the cooperation of a witness getting information from people that they are resisting telling you about because they don't want to
1: yeah i mean that's partly to do with just triggering memory isn't it it's like when a, a, a an eyewitness to a situation comes forward for example and they may have seen let's say somebody being mugged on the street and you know they saw mm-hmm. it but they can't remember too much detail with a careful line of questioning with a, a sort of certain type of set and style of questions they can get more information out of this person without right. leading them on and suggesting either right um, but, but it can help but them to visualize that situation better and more clearly and remember right, but that's clearly.
0: exactly the same thing that happens when you go to take an exam you mm. know all the material you walk in you sit down they hit the start start now and your mind goes blank yeah if you can relax in that situation all mm. the information which is already in your brain will come out now of course there is the the fact that memory of events when you take them out and look at them and put them back there's always a little bit of a change
1: there's always a little tweak you know, a
0: the, the little tweaking every time so it is um hypnosis was used quite Quite a lot very for a very brief period of time and then we realized that there were false some false memories coming mm. forward that the little tweaks were getting in the way of things so it's it's now known as the cognitive interview and, and it's, there's a lot of rules and restrictions around it which is fine mm. <laughs> but, um, that's not the work that you and i do however so if if a client comes to me it's usually they're worried that um they were I think actually one of the things that I tell them that they're surprised by—I don't know if this really qualifies as a myth—but they don't realize that that once they've been hypnotized a few times, and I've talked to them, I'll be able to do what you did with that person who said you know how to get yourself into trance, and mm. you can just take yourself to that place. Mm. Now you won't have my voice in your head if it's you know suddenly designed, <laughs> but but you can record your own suggestions and play them back to yourself there's mm. there's a you know you just need to learn to relax because it is a natural phenomenon that you're gonna do it anyway you just mm. don't necessarily realize it or be using it effectively as, effectively it. You, as it might be
1: yeah you need you need yeah. to learn how to do it on command as it were to order right yeah right yeah. So it's,
0: it really is just like getting yourself in the zone mm. <laughs> Which, of course, a lot of us work with people who uh, have performance anxiety of various Mm. kinds. Things like uh, public speaking, doing Zoom interviews, (laughs) going on (laughs) TV. Those things where you need to be able to be calm. Otherwise, you freeze up.
1: Mm. It's funny, isn't it, how we all have our sort of um, reservations on things. Mine is speaking one-to-one on camera. I just fall apart every time, guaranteed um mm-hmm. sp- speaking with you no problem at all public because oh, we have so
0: much practice
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah true but public speaking standing up on stage in front of 500 strangers no issue whatsoever for me
0: really That's really,
1: none whatsoever and i really like helping other people being able to achieve that as well but my one thing is speaking one onto one into camera no absolutely no <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I i'm i'm just too self-conscious all the time i think it's because you're just looking back at yourself i think that's what it yeah is. i
0: i don't have any trouble talking well obviously now and again i get nervous about things but talking one-on-one is fine like recording my own scripts and trying to record things straight mm. <laughs> and i find very difficult talking into a void i have i have a real real difficulty with that i'm not sure there's hypnosis for that we'll see maybe you hypnotize <laughs> me i'll report back some other day
1: <laughs> you can give me marks out of 10 um <laughs> right go, let's get back on topic uh myths right okay mind control is uh the main one people are worried about you know again it's from the movie so isn't it you know right um but well, well, going... the
0: idea that they they won't be able to come out of hypnosis
1: yeah it stu- gets stuck yeah I mean, what was that urban myth that went around a few years ago that somebody was being hypnotized and they're hypnotist that had a the other half I and died or something midway, and there was you know. It was a movie. It was a. It was, was it a a
0: movie? One of movie. Movies, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, that kind of thing doesn't do anything to help us, does it?
0: No, it doesn't. Except no. you know, people so- talk about hypnosis, which is maybe nice now and again because yeah, it does but- tend to come in waves. It's very fashionable currently. I I think the only thing that you hear con- con- significant positive comments about hypnosis is with childbirth.
1: Mm, and people
0: don't think using using the child hypnosis in childbirth mm. is I n- I've, I've never heard anybody say anything negative about it really <laughs> yeah
1: and so is that used in place of things like gas and air uh, or is it used in addition to
0: it's usually like with with most anesthetics it's used And the other is available if you need it, Mm. just to just to help you be calm about it, be able to Mm. visualize the again natural process. But but if something goes wrong, you want the anaesthetist around.
1: Oh yeah, in case they need
0: to do something in a hurry, and we don't have time to spend. There's two people <laughs> when it's an obstetrics case. You know, case, do you do know work, at least two people. sometimes there's three or four.
1: It, you know, it's quite a strange one for for me, that Denise. I, as a, as a male, I can have you know I have no idea what childbirth must must be like, other than the fact you know it's incredibly painful. Um, but I've no. No, yeah, no, 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 no! Do
0: not perpetuate this myth. For many people, it's... You know, we, we don't use the word painful because it's a suggestion, right? So we say okay. uncomfortable, uncomfortable, discomfort. <laughs> yes, it is an extreme form of discomfort on occasion. But it is also for most people a joyful thing. Mm. And a lot of the pain that people feel is the pain they've, they've associated in their minds because of terrible cowboy movies that are where somebody's writhing around on a bed, hanging onto the bedpost, screaming. <laughs> Yes, it can be, but but if you can give a woman a sense of comfort, to know Mm. what's going on, to educate people so they know what's happening, Mm. it can really be a lot more comfortable.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's raised the question with me. Presumably, when you're in childbirth, your adrenaline level is going to be through the roof to Mm -hmm. to get you through it, because there's an awful lot of effort and energy involved in it. So your body will, you know, generate. The adrenaline to give you the strength to do it and which would also presumably dull the discomfort um but adrenaline relaxation two opposite sort of thing
0: yeah well but but we also know it's not just relaxation The hypnosis is yes relaxation but mm. it's because you have focused concentration and yeah. that is what you need when the only thing that you really worry about when you're giving birth is the baby yeah <laughs> Yes, I'd like to be comfortable too, but most women in childbirth are are concerned about the health of the baby.
1: Mm, right. So getting back to myths again, we're going to get on to childbirth um, myths. Okay. So yeah, th- the myths are here. Will I get stuck in hypnosis? Now we've dispelled that one. We've absolutely made that clear. Mm-hmm. You will not get stuck in hypnosis.
0: No, naturally um, you'll either come out of it anyway, or you'll fall asleep and then come out of that because every time you fall asleep, you've gone through that little brainwave pattern that is hypnosis
1: yeah i mean that's the way i always describe hypnosis to people because of course it means different things to different people but when people ask me for my description of it when clients ask for my description of it i say it's that little point where you're just half awake half asleep because none of us remember Mm -hmm. falling asleep that actual moment do we no of course not that's it's also that as you're waking am i am i awake yet
0: i don't know maybe i am where am i what day is it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. So, so i never wake up in a good mood do you
0: usually not always but usually yeah Depends on if i was woken by something maybe not mm. especially if you're interrupted in a good dream that's very annoying yeah that, that,
1: that, that's that's one thing i hate that if something disturbs me i of a really good dream it's like you want to get back into it
0: and you can yeah. You can tell yourself to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's another well, another good technique. When you learn hypnosis, you'll be able to do that.
1: Th- actually, that, 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 that's another thing that just reminds me a bit of another time with the client, actually, when I'm bringing them back out of trance and they were like, I didn't want to come back out. No. I was enjoying that. Do you get no, that? That's
0: me. Yeah. Do yeah, well, well, you get that? I get, I, I, when we were doing back and forth practicing, you know, mm. learning, um, so I was being hypnotized several times a day by other people who were learning hypnosis. And, and I can, I, I do not remember the conversation, which is another myth that we need to talk about, but I hear three, and you're coming back into the room and I hear in my head saying, no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's not just me. It's it like such that. a
0: comfortable place. It's so a yeah. nice place to be, but that does remind me of the other one. That is, Oh, I wasn't hypnotized. I remember everything you said. Mm. And that yeah. that is really big. It does depend on entirely on the client and their, for lack of a better word, their personality, their learning style, that mm. you know the amount of trust they ha- can have mm. to to. It, and it doesn't matter whether you remember whether you're somebody who does remember everything or whether you're someone who doesn't remember a thing after they they start the process. Mm. It it that does not affect the effectiveness of the hypnotic oh absolutely
1: yeah i mean this this is part of what we were taught that the depth of trance is not actually important it's it's the amount of
0: concentration well with the exception i think of things like anesthesia if i was being hypnotized i want i wouldn't want to be aware of what was going on (laughs) but i I
1: had somebody saying to me one time i I can remember everything i don't feel like i was hypnotized and i said okay how long do you think that lasted they said oh only about five or ten minutes you know 45 minutes so you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) you do lose track of time when you're hypnotized i find um and you know as soon as i pointed that out to the client they realized oh yeah well they must have been out for quite a big big part of it Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. yeah I, i i think there were a few sessions uh with with fellow students where i can remember I, I remember I was aware that something had happened. You know, those sort of come and go. They yeah. they probably were fractionating. Me, sorry, using technical terms, they were probably bringing me up slightly to, in order to put, to allow me to go into a deeper state, mm. which we call fractionation. Um, and and that was probably those are probably the bits I remember, mm. which I don't really remember now. But yeah. So what other what others are the the big mythical. I think co- the, the the it's so much of it is from the movies. It's about, yeah. So we'll give you a code word and we'll reactivate you. Twenty years from now, we'll say rosebud, and you'll do. <laughs> or Manchurian Candidate, kind of that sort of thing. You'll get a Yeah, or, or it was um, and...
1: Dynasty: The Reunion when Crystal was going, I must kill Blake. That was a. Um,
0: <laughs> no,
1: that one. Okay. Yeah. So that. But, yeah, yes. That, let's, that let's is. Let's dispel that myth. Sort of myth. Let's yes. dispel that myth immediately. No. Well, won't... there's
0: two parts of this. Two parts to that myth. Mm. One is that you could be told to do anything that would be contravene your own moral code, mm. which you wouldn't do. But also, whenever you're going to be hypnotized, you you need you need to be cooperating
1: absolutely yeah
0: even if it's even if it's using an anchor or trigger that that we've given a client if you ask them to hold their their finger and thumb together to, to push them together in order to because it's been connected under hypnosis with a particular memory or sensation mm. or emotion that they've still got to be cooperating to do that first step no oh, so i mean i always say
1: people have got to have faith in the process for it to work um mm-hmm. you know if they don't if they don't enter into it wholeheartedly then you know there's a chance it won't work mm-hmm. um but that, that's if for example somebody comes to me for giving up smoking and they say to me you know their wife sent them they don't really want to do it well it's not going to work oh, yeah. is it? it's not going to work
0: yeah yeah i i always my heart sinks a little bit when i get i'm calling about my son <laughs> i mean obviously if this is a child i need yeah. to speak to the parent first yeah but the client is the child or, mm. or and it's more often a, a late adolescence or early college age uh, but but the the person who is the is the person in the chair that you're talking to mm. is being hypnotized and you need to have them completely on board it helps if the parents are too and their friends are too but um it's essential that they are
1: that Mm. they trust you yeah that's uh that's an interesting point you just raised and it's because of course we are for our listeners benefit we are on opposite sides of the atlantic ocean Mm -hmm. um children and hypnosis that's okay in the usa that's allowed is it yeah
0: yeah yeah well for a start until you're about eight or nine you're Mm. (laughs) <laughs> You're just walking hypnotized beings mm, children are very if they trust you and you say something to them they'll believe it they'll take it on board yeah um because they 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 haven't built up that sort of defense critical mind mm. um but yes it is now do i think it's ethical for somebody who hasn't worked with children and been trained to do so or have a psychology background mm. no i think that I, with everything we do you need to be thoroughly trained
1: in that Absolutely.
0: Um, so, uh, even though you're now, I can't remember the initials you so use. What have you got wrong with your business guy? Oh, <laughs> CnHC. <laughs> Thank you for that. For, the, for those people on this side of the Atlantic, <laughs> would you like to say what that is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Complementary and Natural Healthcare Council.
0: Right. Now, which is the one that the the physicians would be looking at in, in gps C- so that's C- that, C- that's H- the one that C- they would look yeah on.
1: you you're on that approved registry it means you meet certain standards and also you are held to account um on everything you do um they, they check up on everything in terms of right maintaining the, professional development but, one thing or another
0: but the standard physicians who are in general practice in mm. the uk would mm. look at that list to make sure somebody was on w- was adequately trained and that's yes. that's yes. the list they would look at
1: yeah, yeah, CNHC yeah. register, yeah.
0: Do they not refer children to hypnotists or do they send them to psychologists who also do hypnosis? I,
1: I, I think I've, I've never had one referred to me by a GP. Um, mm-hmm. What what their procedure is, I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I've, I have an enhanced DBS clearance to work with children and vulnerable adults, so I can work with children of any age, although I don't, I don't work with anybody under okay. 16.
0: No, No acronyms, please. Oh, you D- have
1: what I, yeah I, I, it's i, I don't even know what dbs stands for actually it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the actual brain, We'll no, put it, it in the show notes <laughs> it, it, it means they've had the police clearance to work with children and vulnerable adults um, and okay. they, they go into all your background and make sure you've got no criminal record make sure the police aren't holding any other information on you you know like you're part of some mafia family or something like that the other kind of records that they hold um so you you get an enhanced clearance um to work with children and vulnerable adults it means right. i can go into schools and do talks with children that right. kind of thing but that
0: just means that you are a safe yeah. non-abusive person it doesn't mean you've been trained to look after children
1: correct yeah. it just
0: means you're up you're permitted to be within yeah. okay So, with the with the school that you trained with, do they offer training for children, or do they? Yeah, one of of
1: the extra CPDs you can do in due course is specifically about working with children. Um, As I say, quite as you pointed out, quite rightly, I haven't had specific training for working with children; just the general training. Um, So, for that reason, and for other reasons, I don't see anybody under sixteen years of age. Anyway, it's that's out of my Mm -hmm. choice um I, I agree with you i think people should have specific training for young children um mm-hmm. you know for example I, I for me i wouldn't like the thought of hypnotizing say an eight year old and them having some kind of ab reaction or something or um you know okay. i'm not used to handling children you know it's, it is very specific working with children you know that as a pediatrician
0: right Right. so that, that you just used a word that i'm not sure this really follows from from the myth but Perhaps it does, because there have been large groups of people who've been at shows, particularly mm. for some reason, universities and colleges bring in hypnotists to do, you know, during Freshers' Week. Yes, yeah. it's all let's all have a laugh at somebody who thinks their sneaker is a telephone. <laughs> um, Which. Yeah, fine. You're laughing. It's okay, but it ju- it's just another way of disrespecting something very serious. Mm. <laughs> um, but you can have a problem with that because you you you're one person on a stage. Mm. <laughs> there might be five thousand people in the room, or or you know a couple of hundred, but far more than you can physically put your hand on to watch that person. Mm. Anybody who's hypnotizing somebody's watching for them. Not that anything actually bad is happening to them but if they have a strong emotional response Mm. under hypnosis that's usually when when you say an app reaction Mm. that's that's what it is somebody may suddenly burst into tears Mm. or or suddenly get up and start pacing around the room the the if you if you get one person doing that in a large crowd it's probably okay but the person Mm. next to them may start doing it too and soon you've got a form of hypnosis not caused by the hypnotist but a form of hypnosis with yeah, massive hysteria reaction. yeah, yeah massive mass mass hysteria and 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 there's another word that's highly pejorative it's it's an actual thing that people aren't you know it's unfortunately named after the uterus and it's yeah. got nothing to do with the uterus but but it is it's an unpleasant experience for the person going through it and if you're on one to one with somebody and Mm. that happens to them you can you can bring them out of it you can can do other things to help them calm down but if you've got a room full of people you can't and that's those are the things that get reported in the paper or Mm. on tv shows if they're filming it (laughs) and it gives the impression that it's dangerous Mm. and it's and it's unpleasant so it's certainly not pleasant for somebody to have a reaction Mm. um depending on the the what what memory is being triggered when they burst into tears I and mean, sometimes it's joy actually yeah i mean a lot of people crying while while they're talking to me but they're not unhappy they're just sometimes happiness comes out in tears too
1: well absolutely it does yeah i mean that that's something as well if um we talk about yeah because we will talk about myths and one thing or another have reactions a bad reaction or, or an emotional reaction while under hypnosis i think Again, a lot of those are associated with the woo-woo kind of hypnosis where people are taken back to imagine they were, you know, I don't know, on the cleaves in a previous life or something or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, people are using Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't do. I certainly don't advertise. I certainly don't advertise progression. Do. But But then again, somebody may, most of us think that it's a form of analogy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So people might process something historical mm. and incorporate it into their own memories and this is the problem with memory it's a weird mm. thing it does its own thing most of the time and and so that might come out in a session when you're talking to somebody mm. i don't do a lot of hypnosis that requires them the client to speak to me during hypnosis but if they start to talk to me i love them
1: <laughs> mm.
0: um, but i certainly would not you know if, if somebody were to come to me and say, I, I'm just wondering if I was Anne of Cleves in a previous life, um, <laughs> and that's often when people are, are saying it can't be true. Uh, one, I don't believe in reincarnation, but that's me. Um, but nobody ever remembers, a, a, you know, being a caveman. Or it, it's always a very specific thing. It's usually a historical figure. It's something mm-hmm. they must have read about, and you know, it's not—it's nothing obscure ever.
1: No, no, that's it. It's, it's, it's something or someone that they have come across at some point in time. It's right. in their memory from somewhere.
0: Right. And that may be valuable to them to help them process something. Mm. But in and of itself, even if you are being recycled, um, <laughs> you, you, this, this is the life you're living now and we're helping you live this life.
1: Yeah. So myths, like more myths, let me think now.
0: Um, Well, it's a new myth, I guess. You can't be hypnotized over the internet. I get quite a lot of people saying, oh, you do it online, it can be done online. Yes, it can.
1: It can work better online.
0: Yeah, I think so. If
1: clients are wearing headphones, particularly, because, Mm -hmm. well, they already cut down the sensory input by closing their eyes, and then you've actually got more concentration from them wearing headphones because there's no other distraction going into the uh, ears. Um, that's what I find. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's I will put that down as a definite myth. You can definitely be hypnotized over the internet. Right. Let's summarize the myths first of all, Denise, before we uh. Okay. Call
0: today. One, you uh, will be hypnotized by somebody against your will. No. No. You can get stuck in hypnosis and you can't get out because your mm, no, you had a heart attack, just like I think it was Brendan Fraser movie. Um, so that doesn't happen um somebody will one day whisper a code word to you that you were given by an evil hypnotist <laughs> and you will go off and do something terrible no no um what else oh yes you have to you have to you have to not be able to remember. You, you can't remember anything that's said to you this is also not true no, most, not. most people do remember everything yeah not everyone but most people do
1: but of course, it's not what you remember that does the work. It's what you consciously remember that does the work. It's uh, what's going on in your subconscious brain. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And your subconscious picks up everything. Yeah. And, and decides whether or not it's keeping it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, all right then. So that's 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 the myth. So that's what it can't do. Let's just before we uh, call it a day for today. Let's just talk about what it can do very very briefly.
0: It can help you to relax. Mm-hmm. It can help you get to sleep easier because it will calm those crazy little things that are going buzzing around in your head. Uh, it will. It can help with discomfort mm-hmm. or chronic pain. It can help with immunological responses it's used effectively for autoimmune diseases mm. um, it can help with uh, for example it's used it's the primary suggestion suggestion it's the primary thing that's offered in the uk to a patient who has irritable bowel syndrome because it is so effective. It doesn't mean they have to have it if they don't want it, but it's it's something that's offered to them. It's in the NICE guidelines, that's the first thing. The NICE guidelines for Americans is, is the standard of care that's uh, that the government has decided for everybody who's being treated under the national health system.
1: Mm. Yeah. So our, our NICE guidelines, I, th- I think in the UK, it's, they recommend it as a first thing for IBS. Mm-hmm. But they won't pay for it.
0: Oh, they won't? No, oh, the, the NHS
1: won't pay for hypnotherapy, although they recommend it. You can go to the NHS website and look at various treatments and they talk about hypnotherapy for various things, including
0: IBS, but they won't fund it. Even if a physician is performing it? Because that's the issue here. You can't. Uh, you can't mm. go to somebody who is not a psychologist or a physician Mm. and be hypnotized for anything no matter what it is that the insurance company is not going to pick it up but uh that may change Mm.
1: no as far as i'm aware in the uk the nhs still won't fund it some private health insurers will now fund hypnotherapy um to varying degrees whether they'll fund one or two sessions or something like that there's various um, ver- various health insurance companies over here, um, from the small funds that pay for occasional treatment to the ones that cover you for you know absolutely every ailment you ever have. Because um, you have policy. to pay a
0: fortune to, fortunes, to be insured by them. Yeah. Fortunes.
1: Yeah. So, getting back to the question, was what what can it you know what can hypnotherapy work for? I, I tend to summarize it by saying anything that's stress related, it helps with. including the physical things because stress causes inflammation it's one of those things isn't it it can cause Mm -hmm. inflammation so you know you're you're the doctor Um, and things things that are caused by inflammation uh, and stress
0: isn't always negative
1: I mean, no, it, no, it, we need stress, a certain amount. Stress
0: isn't necessarily a good idea, but it's not necessarily caused by a horrible thing. No, you no. Know, getting married or moving house hmm. can be incredibly stressful. Oh, absolutely! We need a certain amount of stress
1: to motivate us, don't we? Yeah, to,
0: yeah. To get yeah. us
1: going in the morning, we need a certain amount of stress. It's 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 when we have too like much
0: law kinetics. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's when we have too much stress or we can't cope with stress. I mean, some people cope better with stress than others, don't they?
0: Mm mm-hmm of course but it bothers me a little bit that people feel they they have to cope without help Mm. if if you're feeling particularly stressed you know you you should be able to go and talk to somebody about it Uh, doesn't necessarily mean a hypnotist but if, if a friend Mm. and a lot of those conversations will have some aspects of hypnosis attached to them because you're it's allowing you to take your mind off of those things you're having a conversation you're concentrating on that concentration on that conversation
1: yeah and the whole point of the conversation is that you want to feel better so you talk to somebody with the preconceived idea that i'm going to feel better at the end of this conversation i, I will be feeling better than i do now by the end of this conversation so you know it's a positive conversation
0: by those standards, having a cup of tea—that's yeah. the first thing an English person says. You're having a ha- happy thing happening, have a cup of tea. Bad thing happening, have a cup of tea. <laughs> Walk in the house, have a cup of tea. It's, but there's, there is, there is just—it gives you a moment. It's, it's part of the ritual, you know. There's all of those things help us to center ourselves, to, mm-hmm. to be a little more grounded, and and therefore cope with the stresses of life. And some of the stresses are pretty boring and mundane but they still add up
1: oh absolutely yeah it's funny you're talking about rituals though because that that is something isn't it that's almost hypnotic in effect when you look at the ritual Mm -hmm. of let's say the japanese tea ceremony as well
0: that's a beautiful one yeah
1: yeah absolutely talk about peace and calm and tranquility and taking yourself away from the stresses of the day Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i'm I'm picturing that in my mind right now that's Mm. lovely
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> what a lovely note to finish on for today.
0: Yes, cheers. Let's all go have a cup
1: of tea, shall yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave our listeners with that lovely thought.
0: Thank you, Martin. I'll all talk right, to then. you again soon.
1: And we'll catch you on the next one. Okay, thanks. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one.
1: If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credits using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.